Chris, do you think anyone's going to believe that we're actually standing right next to each other right now? No, not unless they're Tracebo ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, 2017 wraps up. It's done. Yeah, put, that's right. This week, the last week. The last one of the year. Infinity War marketing is upon us, Mike. <laughs> it's bound to be here mm-hmm. eventually. Uh, we're going to take a look back at the best and worst movies of the year and maybe what's to come in 2018 uh-huh. and some more. Yeah, it feels it feels good to be back, man. Uh, it's been... Like I a month? What, what, what been <laughs> like? It's been like two weeks. Yeah, unfortunately, two weeks ago, during my wife's uh, 30th birthday celebration, uh, we went ice skating among several things that we did that day. And she, she just... Uh, just unfortunate circumstances fell on her arm and broke it on her 30th birthday. So the following day we were going to record the podcast, but we had to run to urgent care and get her arm checked out, blah, blah, blah. A lot of stuff going on. So luckily uh, Brian was able to come in and fill in for me. So super appreciate Mm -hmm. that. And then the week after that, we were uh, off for the holidays. So Chris, I don't know about you, but after being uh, out for like two weeks, uh, I'd say I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping back into this. I feel like I haven't gotten into a super nerdy conversation in a while. Well, I think the last time I got into a super nerdy conversation was last Wednesday, Mike. We had lunch <laughs> together. Yeah, that's right. If that's a segue that you wanted to have. Um, about once a year, we get to see each other, I think. Yes. And um, this this year, it's mostly on Christmas because you're back in, in the same general vicinity, the same region. Mm-hmm. And uh, we our tradition, I guess, three, three times now is to eat at Yats. Yes, uh-huh. Yats it, is a, as many people I'm sure don't know, is just a little hometown like Creole place, which is weird because you'd think hometown means we'd be in like Louisiana or something. Just like no, just uh, some dude in uh, in Central Indiana that just likes uh, making Creole food. So uh, can't get it anywhere else uh, that type of food. So yeah, we meet up there. We get some basically slop on rice, and then uh, we just uh, we hugged it out literally. We, we did. We spent like three hours there. I figured they were going to kick us out at some point. Um, I, I showed Mike the V or the AR form of Pokemon, and I think that was entertaining watching you play Pokemon. Yeah, that's right. I felt like the whole holiday uh, uh, break, I was just looking at all my family members that upgraded to the iPhone X. Now I just kind of like saddle up to them, and I'd go like, I'd nod my head and go, hey. I see uh, you went with the iPhone X there. They're just like, yeah, whatever. So it seems like uh, whatever sort of hype with the iPhone X dissipated very quickly because to them it's just like a normal phone. And I asked them all the same question, like, oh, how long did it take you to kind of get used to the gestures and stuff? They're like, oh, didn't take that long. So it seemed like any sort of like hype for the iPhone X dwindled very quickly after you own it. I'm not saying it's a bad phone, but people were just kind of like, meh, it's just this thing in my pocket now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, my, my motto is always never trust first-generation Apple products. Um, it usually takes about three iterations before they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we got this. We know what you want now. Um, <laughs> so, but, I mean, that, that's cool. I mean, I, I think we talked about you guys are you guys are due for a phone upgrade. So when that happens, you'll have to let me know what that is and, and how the experience treats yeah. you, Mike. 
But but of course it was the holidays, so I do need to ask, uh, since this is a very nerdy superhero comic book related show, Chris, were you lucky enough to receive any uh, Yule tidings or gifts that uh, kind of aligns with what we'd like to talk about on the show? Uh, I did. Um, mostly uh, from, from work, I, I received a Captain America shirt and a video game controller shirt that says Choose Your Weapon. Okay, Which cool. was very nice. But my wife um, probably fu- fueled it the most, and she got me a Angry <coughs> Groot pop vinyl from the first Guardians <laughs> movie. Oh, cool. And a, a Marvel... Uh, I guess icon character icon license plate frame mm-hmm. uh, for my car. So uh, definitely uh, leaned into that pretty heavily uh, from from that. But that's about it. Uh, the one of the things about owning a new house is um, most people just give you money so you can put it <laughs> into the house. Nothing wrong with that. And yeah, and as people may notice, I, I put in a new, I bought a new garage door opener because our other remotes had broken. We were down to one remote for two cars. So, um, and some other issues about it dropping on my car once in the middle of me backing up. <laughs> That's not good. I was like, you know, it's time to just get a new one. Uh, 20, 25 years is, is a good lifespan for this old one. So let's, let's upgrade. So, um, that's probably where a lot of it went. And then also, um, uh, that game I told you about drop mix for, for iOS. So that was my gift to myself. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mike? We, I mean, you were still doing your holiday stuff. I didn't quite know what you'd gotten yourself there uh, well, to take my bro- back to California with you. <laughs> my brother was very good at, at filling my uh, my nerd-fueled frenzy. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, get this really cool uh, T-shirt that it's a Spider-Man T-shirt, but it's kind of done in the style of Batman the Animated Series. So it's really cool. Goes to show you my brother knows me very well. I also got a bladed birth. I got a bladed birthday gift from him, which is a. Uh, it's a. I think it's like a twelve-inch standing figure of Spider-Man. It came in a Marvel Legends box. I'm not really familiar with toy collecting, so I don't know if I did the world's worst thing, just taking it out of the box and throwing the box away, or, or what the deal is. But it's pretty cool. It's like fully, fully posable. Totally gonna use it. Um, as like drawing references and just like propping it up on the bookshelf and stuff. So that was really cool. Uh, I got a drone from like a, a gift Ooh. exchange that comes with like a little um, like Wi-Fi camera attached to it. I've literally never flown a drone before. So like last night I, I, I got it all plugged in and synced up with the remote control and everything. And I'm just like, okay, how do I take off on this thing? You know, I'm just casually like flipping through the book. I'm just in my like apartment like the uh the instructions clearly say use a spacious indoor area i'm just like ah whatever this is good enough sit it to the ground it's like okay there's a there's a takeoff button so i hit the takeoff button it slowly takes off and i'm just like amazed because it's the first time i've ever flown a drone or had one that close to my face and then as soon as it like gets four feet off the ground just starts leaning goes right towards my wife's face so i have to like (laughs) i have to like hit like no land button then i'm like trying to like uh like control it around so those uh, first couple minutes were pretty fun, but I think I need to take it outdoors. <laughs> well, welcome to drone ownership. Uh, <laughs> it's the most nerve-wracking experience you'll ever have. Yeah, it, but it was it was pretty fun. It, I think it goes to show you how quickly um, people can kind of get addicted to uh, a drone life. I don't know if I'm going to fall uh, that deep into it, but it was uh, pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if anything else was super nerdy. Um, I guess to cap it off, this was a gift I was expecting to get because I asked for it. It's the first volume collection of the original Kevin Eastman uh, Ninja Turtle comics, oh, which is really, really cool to kind of see that, like, uh, his art style, I'm sure, has evolved over the years. But just at the very beginning when he was drawing the turtles, it was just, like, very rough, kind of, like, crude uh, drawings, um, all in black and white. 
Um, he just had some like kick butt turtles. And at the end of the very first issue, he kills off Shredder basically off panel with a grenade. And just before that happens, the turtles handed uh, basically um, a beat to hell Shredder a sword and said, here you go. Use the sword to kill yourself honorably. And I was just like, oh, okay, the, the turtles definitely used to be a lot more mature. So that's pretty freaking cool. And I'm looking forward to see what else happens in this uh, first volume. But yeah, I think that that wraps up my uh, my nerve from the holidays well that's cool that sounds pretty pretty good pretty win if you will uh if anybody else out there listening got anything cool for christmas want to share it with a superhero related let us know i know a lot of people get a lot of movies uh for christmas um i gave oh, mike the, yeah, the how gift could I forget? of digital <laughs> super spider-man homecoming uh to add to his collection yeah i watched that on the plane on the on the way home and uh, it was it was just as pleasant watching it the second time on my on my iPad. So thank you very much for that, Chris. Oh well, well you're very welcome. Uh, I, <laughs> I know actually, it's a lot of people consider it their favorite comic book movie, superhero movie of the year, um, which is which is weird because I I don't, but maybe maybe I just don't know. Maybe I need to revisit it again. So, but that's cool. That's good. If you guys have something, share it, tag us in it. But I think it, it's time to get into some news, Mike, because I want to save some time for our best worst at the end of the show. Yeah, let's do it. So let's jump into this in a high in one of our probably most talked about review episodes this year. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. A lot of people have asked if our friendship has been strained because <laughs> we didn't agree. I, no, definitely not. I uh-huh. Mike can like and not like what he wants, and I believe he will feel the same about me. So if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Great. Um, our news here is it's about to cross $1 billion at the box office. Not surprising. Uh, not surprising at all. Uh, it's been a good year for Disney <laughs> overall. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't think it will make quite as much as The Force Awakens. I, I think it'll cap out about probably 1.6. And the other one, I think, made 2.1. So um, no surprise there. Uh, but we did talk about this Wednesday is that theaters um, have to help stupid people watch movies <laughs> now because... AMC theaters have put up signs saying there is a 10 second moment of silence in the movie at like one hour and 52 minutes in and that it is a creative choice in the movie and the sound is not broken. <laughs> so uh, without trying not to spoil this moment, um, I, we, I think we would agree without saying anything that it is our favorite moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why do people need handheld to be like, no, the sound's <laughs> not broken? Yeah, all all it takes is just uh, one person to just uh, ruin it for everybody. But uh, I'm just glad the warning is very vague. It says, I think it says maybe about like an hour into the movie, this is where that moment shows up. But I, I think honestly, by this time, uh, you, you really got to go see this movie so you don't get spoiled. So yeah, and and yes, it is quiet for a reason. And if you don't know that, you should just leave. You should <laughs> just leave right now. So um, that's good for Star Wars. Um, I. I Normally we go through footage beforehand, Mike, and I forgot to tell you about this footage here. Um, some people called FX in post have a fan-made fight of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader from A New Hope like updated to the more modern lightsaber styles we've seen. Mm-hmm. And um, you're probably going to watch it in the background there a little bit. It's just a teaser of what's to come. The full thing's coming out later, so it's 46 seconds. And um, it is really cool to see like the the amount of you know energy and like you know recreation they've done into this to have the Alec Guinness Obi Wan and the classic Darth Vader update their fighting styles 
for yeah for i was uh i was just uh, checking it out here it, it looks it looks really cool just kind of goes to show you uh what could have happened if that was filmed you know just in current time you know i i think it I think sometimes the old fight scene is explained in a way where you say, oh, well, Vader is basically like a broken down human barely being kept alive inside of a suit, and Obi-Wan is just an old man, so it's going to be a slow fight. Uh, some people say that, like, oh, well, they're just basically two, like, Jedi masters at their peak. You know, they don't need to do all of these theatrics to try to kill each other. You know, it's almost just kind of like, you make a move, I make a move. You make a move, I make a move, like, and we just keep matching each other. They're just not, like, wasting any moments. But um, I think, honestly, the the real answer was this: that movie was, what, made back in 78? It came out in 77. Yeah, so it's just there wasn't just a whole lot of theatrics going on at that point in time. They didn't they haven't they didn't imagine all the things anyone could do with a lightsaber. So well, uh, I think it's cool to see what it could have been. So yeah, it's very, I mean this is very cool. I'm like I mean I get I don't like a lot of fan made stuff, but like the first moment you see Vader swinging at at this um, Alec Guinness and like the blade goes through the side <laughs> of the Death Star uh-huh. is much cooler than them just tapping sticks. Yeah, kind of thing because at the time you like you're right in the 70s mid 70s they had a rotoscope every frame draw the lightsaber on everything and now you know you buy a laptop at the you know your best buy it can pull off these effects right out of the box yeah you just uh motion track a couple points and you just go i wonder you know a lot of times when these big budget movies are made with tons of special effects even though yes lucasfilm or ilm are doing the special effects sometimes if they get really busy they'll take sections and they'll send it to other vfx houses to do like oh you do this little part you do this little part i wonder if maybe this is a fx in its uh like little fan thing to go like hey the next time you make a star wars movie and you need a little help uh send it our way we obviously can do it (laughs) yeah i mean totally and the way it works is i don't agree with the prequel ways like they treated the jedi like everybody flips around and does backflips and (coughs) they were acrobatics Mm -hmm. so um i think this is a good compromise so if you guys want to check out the short i would definitely want to be seeing the full seen later uh hopefully disney doesn't shut it down because it's, it's you know getting a lot of views but uh-huh. uh, i definitely want to see this come out later and what, what it looks like so uh-huh. i bet if disney if disney does shut it down it would probably be specifically because there is an obi-wan movie coming out and they just don't want it to conflict and maybe there'll even be a shot in the obi-wan movie where he is old again and maybe they do some sort of weird cg with his face i don't know yeah, I definitely couldn't tell you at this point, but um, they definitely make Alec, the character, the Obi-Wan, it's CGI'd Alec Guinness's face on somebody. So they're <laughs> definitely not just saying, hey, I'm I'm some guy playing Alec Guinness. Like, they CGI'd it on there. So mm-hmm. you can totally see that being a problem. The, but the next Star Wars thing we get to see officially is the Solo, a Star Wars story movie about Han Solo, of course. And as of right now, the latest news is John Williams will write the theme song for the Solo movie. Um, I don't think he did it for Rogue One, so this is interesting that he's going to come back and just do the theme song for for Han Solo. Yeah, well, uh, it would be kind of curious to see what he whips up. I mean, uh, the theme song for Indiana Jones, a.k.a. you know another Harrison Ford movie, uh, would be kind of cool. So maybe it's like he's going to kind of think, uh, what would a younger Harrison Ford do? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I wish I knew. Uh, I don't remember the age of Harrison Ford when he was in Star Wars compared to the age of 
what is this? What's the what's the kid's name that's playing uh, here? Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, that's what it was. I thought it was like Eldritch or something like that, but I don't know. Maybe it'll maybe he'll try to channel that uh um that that uh <laughs> oh god Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there is one song called Han Solo and the Princess from the Empire Strikes Back, and it's like it's the love theme kind of thing mm-hmm. in the movie. And I don't think that would be very appropriate for a young Han Solo, uh, kind of like what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to kind of create a new one if they yeah. will um, did, to do that. Did you uh, see that kind of fake promotional images that were floating around a couple days ago on Twitter for this movie? I did. I, I had that in our notes until they were like, no, it's fake. So um, <laughs> The only thing that makes me curious about it was obviously it was done very very well i would have to say that they did a good job kind of rendering the faces of the actors and kind of fitting them all in in there but i think the most curious thing about those fakes was kind of what they did to the millennium falcon it was kind of slightly redesigned there was like some fresh kind of blue panels put around it and i thought that was an interesting thing to just kind of add out of the blue i would almost think if you were doing it at doing it like a fake you would just make it look like the normal millennium falcon well well, that's actually the millennium falcon i've seen in revenge of the sith um that's the well that's original colors before we we get it in a new hope oh i guess maybe once it gets uh once the footage gets remastered that 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 blue pops a lot more i don't remember all that blue on the old falcon yeah it's it's not in the old it's not in the old it's not in the old stuff it's not in four five or six it's only in revenge of the sith that you see the blue like the oh i see what you're saying okay so um so that's that's definitely um, I mean that's a good catch on your behalf, but like you know it shows you how much they didn't want you to notice it in the uh, <laughs> the prequels. So um, yeah, yeah, totally. That, I mean I I don't know what it's gonna we don't know what it's gonna look like in there or maybe even how big of a importance it will play in it. So I'm I'm interested in this, but cautiously interesting because we also have some some more news here. That Disney is bracing themselves for the Han Solo movie to bomb. <laughs> oh, really? This is a rumor um, that, that they're worried about it before the Last Jedi, you know, has caused very polarizing opinions. Uh, but now they're essentially just writing it off because the main actor, um, Alden Ehrenreich, can't act. <laughs> oh no! Um, and this is all rumor because I've seen I've seen him and stuff, and he can act just fine. But maybe he can't be the the I guess the. Um, the charismatic lead that we need. Yeah, he can't be the Her- young Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a rumor that's going to be a car crash. So um, I don't know. I'm 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 curious about the Han Solo movie. Um, I mean, it it would not be good. For, I mean, of course Disney can survive it because it's Disney and it's Star Wars. But that's going to be a if it is bad, that's going to be a bad taste that's left in our mouth for a lot longer than Star Wars usually is. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Episode Nine is supposed to be in the winter, right? Um, yes, a year, a year and a half plus. Yeah, so usually we're waiting about 12 months, so they're going to have to wait a little bit longer for their next Star Wars movie, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the franchise, but I think, uh, I wonder if the rumors, they like you said, they, they, they could be true, they could be false, but it would be easy to explain them being false. It would be like, well, lots of stuff has been swirling this movie since the very beginning, so of mm-hmm. course somebody out there could be saying like, oh yeah, it's going to be a bomb, you know, uh, Lord Miller would have made such a better movie, it's going to be a bomb, so... Oh, we'll just have to well, wait and they're, see. <laughs> they're definitely not saying they're making a better movie um, <laughs> by a long shot. But, I mean, we heard the same thing about Wonder Woman several months before it came out. Mm-hmm. And, and that came out just fine. 
So um, I'm not too I'm not too worried. I'm just curious because we have nothing on it because everything's been Last Jedi, Last Jedi, Last Jedi. So now as we we enter the new year and Last Jedi will be exiting theaters in masses, this stuff may pop out a little bit more. So we're gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep my ear to the ground and and see what I can hear. Mm-hmm. So uh, and also some story plot points here. Um, I jumped over. Solo Han Solo was a young, gifted pilot at the Imperial Academy of Carida, Carida, <coughs> and he was right. kicked out for rescuing Chewbacca. Oh, so, Chewbacca! He's yeah, always so, causing trouble. So, some variation on this might be in the movie. So, we'll we'll definitely have to. Like I said, curiosity is peaked for Solo. So, I'm gonna keep keep my eyes and ears to the ground on this one. But in the meantime, much closer, we actually have Black Panther. In like a month and a half, like, mm-hmm. can, can you believe that? Like we are that close to our Black Panther movie. Bring it on! And we've got some new images here. Our first one is a big cover of Empire with the new vibranium-infused suit. It looks like. Um, why does it glow bluish purple? We don't know yet. Probably but... when some magic shit is happening, man. <laughs> yeah, I my assumption is it might absorb like blows, and he can like redirect it back out, maybe. Mm. Um, because we've kind of seen a little bit with maybe uh, Claw's hand a little bit. Uh, we also get another look at another suit from Empire um, Magazine. It looks kind of the same. Like, they all look the same unless you mm-hmm. get up close. But, like, the the vibranium-infused one is all one solid piece, whereas the first one is very much like a Civil War outfit. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be at some point in the movie we're gonna we're gonna see the Black Panther at the beginning of the film and it's kind of his classic Panther outfit that we've seen in the previous movies. It'll probably be updated and tweaked a little bit because every outfit kind of gets tweaked slightly from movie to movie just to kind of freshen it up. But I think somewhere in the film his suit is either gonna be, need to be upgraded or maybe one of the Infinity Stones will attach to it and morph it slightly. But we've also seen a second suit out there too and they'll be battling each other mm-hmm. so uh, i think what his his sister is like the lead the lead of tech in wakanda i, yeah, I think yeah, is what it was so yeah. she could just be like she could be like tony starking it up and just like whipping out suits all the time who knows these suits could be a dime a dozen we don't know and that's kind of exactly what you're, you're saying exactly what I'm, saying. I'm like oh this feels a lot like iron man but in africa kind of thing like uh they like he he's uh, a man of very nice suits if you will <laughs> So I'm excited to kind of see where they all play out and how their differences, you know, shape up a little bit um, and, and go from there. Uh, another photo we got from Empire is seeing uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger and Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa here, uh, kind of face-to-face. Um, I, I like the outfits and, the, like, the costume design in this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And th- I think this is one of those situations where we get to see Killmonger's, like, armored vest and stuff where he looks... You know, like, hey, I want to cause some trouble a little bit. So um. yeah, I like it because this this movie is going to have a very unique look that's not necessarily going to have to be over explained. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times with like costumes and just things that are kind of pulled off of a page of a comic book, you got to go out of your way to explain like, well, why does this person look so bizarre and strange, like running down like the streets of New York? But like Wakanda is just kind of like this hidden nation that has its own culture and everything. So if you want to throw some buckles and straps on a person or put some sort of weird like animal mask on them, it it doesn't really matter because it's just, it just fits in the kind of the area and the tone that they're setting this movie up in. So I'm kind of, I'm totally looking forward to just kind of being transported to Wakanda and just looking at all the cool shit that that's there, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's got that, um, I think the phrase is Afrofuturism 
uh, mm-hmm. where it's like taking African history and culture and mixing it with the technology of the future. So seeing that blend together is going to be really interesting. Yeah. So, um, and that makes it um, on a poll of, I think this week came out, Black Panther is the second most anticipated movie of next year. Ooh. Um, which thinks it, it, it actually is tracking to beat Justice League opening weekend. Um, so if you compare Justice League to Black Panther, Black Panther would come out on top uh, uh, opening weekend numbers. I mean, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it, if, if a Marvel superhero movie would beat Justice League. <laughs> yeah, and especially an, an origin film. I think a lot of people saw him in Civil War and like want to see more. Hell yeah, because he's Black badass. Because he's very, so, he was so good. He was like the, mm-hmm. one of the best character introductions in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I agree. Uh, the first movie that is most anticipated for next year is actually Infinity War. Of course, yeah. um, I think I think that anyone who who says different is lying. Um, and we've got some new images. Our first official kind of still from from the movie here is um, showing the Guardians meeting an Avenger for the first time. Yeah, Mantis is uh, feeling up on Thor's head. Yep, with Rocket looking very confused. Which <laughs> the fact they make him look so good and so real in all these movies is just a testament to. The, the Rocket Raccoon is a character. Yeah, and thanks to Guardians Volume 2 being on Netflix, I, I, I actually have rewatched quite a few superhero movies at the end of this year, which is usually something I don't do. I just don't get around to watching them again. But I did rewatch Guardians Volume 2, and man, yeah, I love Rocket. He's, he's easily my favorite, um, my favorite Guardian by like a mile. Yeah, um, so this scene is actually one of the leaked scenes. This scene, this image is taken from one of those leaked scenes from San Diego Comic-Con. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so, because I think she says, I think she does her thing when she says, wake up mm-hmm. on Thor, and he wakes up. So, um, that's interesting to see, uh, at least something we've not seen in the trailer uh, so far um, mm-hmm. in the public-facing world. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, Russian Calendar for 2018 is starting to promote some of the, the concept art slash artsy styles of the characters coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we get to see... Uh, I guess it's not teenage Groot. It's like pre, like I don't know how. What we'll, we'll call him teenage Groot here. <laughs> uh, Rocket, Star Lord, Gamora from Guardians, Doctor Strange, Thor, uh, Iron Man, Black Widow, Captain America, and Spider Man. And um, simply because we've seen the Avengers Infinity War trailer, Thor does not have an eye patch in on this. Yeah, I wonder if that's intentional because they didn't want to spoil that movie but that doesn't make any sense because it's been out for a while and the trailer has but who knows whenever they commission this art it could have been maybe pre-spoilers uh i wouldn't be surprised maybe if somehow thor does get his eye back but also i think he just kind of looks badass with one eye so i'd be fine with just leaving the eye patch on him until indefinitely you know yeah i mean yeah i there's 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 definitely good points on both sides of the argument um, and, and that's, yeah, I don't know. We're just gonna have to see more. Um, but it's just, it's cool to see all these characters like, you know, come together finally on like one, one piece of paper here. And then, uh, another, um, promo art here is featuring multiple characters. I think there's like a standee kind of using similar artwork to the poster, um, or the, the calendar here. So we get to see, um, this one includes the Hulk vision and black Panther with, with some of the characters. Um, can you believe we're, we're just like what five <laughs> months away from this? Like I can't believe I know. it. Yeah. It's really crazy. It, it snuck up us, snuck up on us for sure. Like I felt like when we got that first trailer, not long ago, it almost felt like we were getting like a treat. Like, here you go. The movie's not even out yet. And you get to see a little bit of it, which is basically what a trailer is. But now <laughs> that like, now that like we're about to turn over the dial and it's about to click into 2018, 
Yeah, we're really not that far away from this film. I think four full months uh, after next week. Not five mm-hmm. months. It's in the fifth month, but we're four full months away. So mm-hmm. um, I expect a Super Bowl trailer. I'm, I'm banking on Super Bowl trailer for this one, Mike. Yeah, I mean, why why else would you watch the Super Bowl if not for an Avengers trailer? Yeah, exactly. That's the, <laughs> that's the whole reason. You eat your Doritos and you watch some, some Marvel trailers. Uh, get your Taco Bell and you may or may not get Papa John's, maybe Domino's. I don't know. Yeah, you can get whatever you want. Wings, <laughs> celery, ranch. Get whatever dipping sauce you want with those wings. Ooh, you get that blue cheese or you, you don't get nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nothing at all. Well, actually, I don't want blue cheese. I'm sorry. I get nothing then i'm, yeah, I'm going hungry um in terms of all this seeing all these characters together has 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 made me reminiscent of a, a favorite video game series of mine mike ultimate mm-hmm. alliance from marvel everyone loves ultimate have you ever played ultimate alliance uh yeah i played a little bit it's a very good game do you agree oh uh, yeah it's just kind of like a what, what would you say like a top-down beat-em-up a top-down kind of beat up you have powers but there's like every character you can almost choose from in the marvel universe at least in the first one before they decided no X-Men or Fantastic Four. <laughs> but apparently this week, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office received an extension to the name of the Ultimate Alliance video game series. Which makes me think this upcoming Square Enix video game could be a new Ultimate Alliance, if you hmm. will. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like if you keep making these games, you'll keep selling them. Yeah, I mean, I think when was the last? Ultimate Alliance 2 was maybe 2007 or 2008 so um it's interesting you know square enix is making when they have like third like uh, it's a third person cover shooter kind of thing 2009 um cover shooter thing but like i think they could take the name and like they don't have to make it ultimate alliance 3 they just say ultimate alliance and it's a new f- version on a new console generation so mm-hmm. um i don't know i'm very excited to see kind of what comes out of this square enix is great they do fanta- fantastic mm-hmm. games I think they've done the Tomb Raider games, and you know they, of course, do Final Fantasy. So uh, I'm excited to see where they take the Marvel property this year. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, knock on wood. If it's a, hopefully it's an Infinity War kind of thing with everybody in it. Ooh, exciting! <laughs> Another Super Bowl trailer. I think we might get is an Ant Man and the Wasp preview, Mike. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm, um, all they right. Do this, and the director has given us some character breakdowns here, and it's probably like a, th- a nice thick chunk of our. Of our news here, and so I'm going to give you some spots where Ant Man and Wasp will have the characters here, and it does bring up some interesting points. So, uh, Scott Lang, who of course plays Ant Man, um, mm-hmm. after the events of Civil War, is like, what was what is Hank Pym and Hope's reaction to Scott having brought the Ant Man technology out into the world? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, after thinking about it, like a lot of people didn't know about the shrinking and growing things in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Mm-hmm. It's very tied to Ant Man. Um, so we get to see some size and scale with that. Hank Pym is probably going to be a lot of reaction to how, um, this, this technology is now out in the world. So his, his creation is out there and how people may be looking at it, but he's also obsessed with going to the quantum realm where Scott went, I believe at the end of Ant-Man one mm-hmm. and find his wife, Janet Van Dyne, who is a very important character and has spent 30 something years in this quantum realm and survived because we've seen the actress playing her, of course. Uh, what does it have? He says she eats a cereal called Quantum Krispies, which I think is a joke. <laughs> shoving that in there is a joke. And lastly, Hope Van Dyne uh, is coming out party as a hero. Her power set is fantastic, and she um, she has flying, and her fighting style is different than Ant-Man's. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see the Wasp do her own thing on the screen. 
Yeah, I want to see him kick butt. Looking forward to seeing uh, Hank Pym just being like a, a like a grumpy old man saying like how how dare you go fight um was wait Ant Man was fighting against Tony yes yeah so maybe he'll actually be okay with that he'll be like oh I'm really mad that you went out and you you took this technology and used it out in the world but I am happy that you did throw a couple punches at a Stark. So I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so too. I think. I mean, we're gonna have to see where the uh, creation of the the growth serum kind of came from as well. Because Scott had a new suit, and you know he'd been working with it a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what their their thoughts of Civil War are, and and where all this new technology is, and what they're working on. So um, I'm I'm excited for Ant Man and the Wasp. I think it's it's gonna be a great filler movie in between the Infinity War, too. So um, really really excited for that. Um, I know this is probably your least favorite topic, usually. Um, I, m- <laughs> I might try to make it into a joke now, but I'm not. But there's at least a season two photo from Iron Fist season two. So Boo. Iron Fist season two is filming. Right. Boo. Uh, they've got a bunch of new people in charge of it. Um, I'm pretty sure they fired almost everybody in charge of the last one. Okay, uh, I hope so. And I believe at the end of the Defenders, they at least tried to make him be somebody different. So we're going to knock on wood. Um, so we get our first look at, um, I don't even know their, their names. That's how not invested in this show I was. Finn, was it Finn Jones and, uh, uh, uh Colleen Wing is the character's yeah, name. Colleen, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I don't either. They're both, they were both in Game of Thrones. So they got that going for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a first photos. They're working on season two. I think Netflix is trying to shove a lot of these into production really quickly, just in case bad things happen. <laughs> um, on that Disney uh, streaming service front. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work, but, I mean, they've got Punisher Season 2 in the works now, Mike. You weren't here for that announcement. Um, but I don't know. I, we're going to have to see what goes on. Uh, with that, Jessica Jones is up in March 3rd. We actually only have two full months until Jessica Jones, Mike. Can you believe that? Well, that's that's going to be good because uh, we're going to be on a little bit of a dry spell here for a while, Chris. So we're going to need something coming along. I don't. What's the dry spell? I guess. I'm. I mean, I can think of almost something every month this year. 2018, well, the year of the everything. Well, nothing's happening in January. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. We we just get hyped for everything else. <laughs> um. So that that brings us to an interesting Marvel character here called Dakota North. Have you ever heard of Dakota North? I've heard of North Dakota, but not Dakota North. <laughs> Dakota North is a character, believe it or not. Not 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 the opposite of a state here. And this character is potentially the um, the female focused Jessica Jones esque series in development ABC we've been told about. Uh, all right, <laughs> Dakota North was a private eye um, investigator in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She had like a five issue series, and right now there are trades of this series, which I had no idea even existed. This character never made it on my radar. Are <laughs> coming back in stores to order, which is really really weird. Like, hmm. Unless something is happening with that property, because some other people who do like the numbers on like when things are ordered and when they're released have shown, usually these trades are back in order when movies and shows are debuting or upcoming. 
Well, she definitely doesn't sound like a standalone character just because nobody knows who she is. And like you said, her background is very similar to Jessica Jones, so it just kind of seems like a repeat. Maybe it seems like a foil to Jessica, maybe in her in her season, possibly. Uh, you know, we haven't really heard any sort of rumor of a villain quite yet, so maybe she could just be a little bit of a foil. Or maybe she's going to show up in maybe the New Warriors. Maybe she could fit in, like, Sly into a team pretty well to be kind of like a Jessica Jones insert um, but yeah it's it's weird to think like oh this fall on ABC watch Dakota North a Marvel superhero you've never heard of that's kind of like Jessica Jones and odds are it probably won't be as good as Jessica Jones yeah um, but at the same time I think I mean if it is its own show like they've done that with a lot of the um, shield kind of did that with a lot of the characters like the secret warriors that had nothing going on that nobody knew about um, being mm-hmm. bringing in um, but yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very, very weird. Everything, everything about this is weird. I, I'm on your side. I believe that she's part of Jessica Jones. Season two is like, oh, there's another investigative company by some, you know, mildly attractive woman who is, can fight and handle herself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be like a, another competing agency in Jessica Jones season two. That's what I think. But you know, we don't know if it's ordering now it'll come out in March when the show comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also has some um, ties to Black Panther and the the characters in there, the Dora, Dora Milaje. Um, so I don't know. It's and she's got ties to Daredevil. So I'm and Luke Cage. So I'm feeling heavy into the Netflix series. So I agree with you. I think I think that's a that's a good call. All right. ah, it's always good when you agree with me, Chris. Of course. Um, Blade might be getting something this year, Mike. Are are you surprised about this? Blade, Blade, Blade. I think I was talking about Blade with somebody over the holidays, and I just want Wesley Snipes to come back as Blade. I don't care if he's a little bit older or if it's just kind of like a weird, uh, if it's just like a weird franchise to kind of reinvigorate, but like, just bring him back in. Just like, he's always been there fighting vampires. He's just been, he's been kicking it. Well, you sound exactly like Wesley Snipes, who said his favorite (laughs) casting role to play blade in a reboot would be himself (laughs) so but one of the hosts of marvel's thwip and like a big marvel um promoter marketing person lorraine sink put a tweet out that she's since deleted says she got a chance to meet deke from agents of shield can't wait to show you the things we're cooking up in 2018 hashtag agents of shield hashtag blade Oh, that is, and it's a deleted tweet too, but yeah. it, that's the thing. A deleted tweet makes sense because like, oh, you put it out there, but like, you that was edit. like a, that's like a hashtag. Like you put it right there. It's so obvious. It makes me think like maybe they thought they were allowed to say something and then like, oh shit, no. Yeah. I, I think, so I don't think it's a TV show or a reboot of the character. I think they did a great job with, um, uh, Ghost Rider and Shield that Blade will be a part of maybe later in the season. Mm, maybe it's kind of weird to imagine blade popping up the way the season is uh-huh. maybe maybe um so maybe if this season kind of is broken up into two parts which is usually what agents of shield does three, like three the, parts they do three parts yeah so maybe uh they'll kind of like i don't want to spoil anything with like agents of shield if you're not caught up but it's very kind of cosmic right now so maybe if it gets kind of back to a normal terrestrial uh earth maybe that's when we'll see blade pop back up yeah, I mean, I have no idea what the show has in store for the season, which might be its last season, you know. Um, but they were very much talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters from there. 
and to tag Blade into that, I think Blade would be part of Agents of Shield, and that 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 tweet was very Shield based. So um, I think that's a that's a that's an accidental leak there, and we're gonna see Blade this year, Mike. You think mm. you think we will? Deleted tweets are always very telling, Chris. That's right. Uh, and again, I think you can edit tweets, can't you? Nope. No, you can't. 20- edit- it's almost 2018. You still can't edit tweets. Okay, well that's good then. So yep, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, on the on the news of of other things, I don't have time. This is Venom. Venom has some news, Mike. We've got <laughs> some right. Venom news. Uh, Riz Ahmed is apparently going to play Doctor Carlton Drake, leader of the Life Foundation, um, who's a doctor who creates the like children of of Venom, like the Phage and like the five little children that you probably fight in like. Uh, was max not maximum carnage but the other one separation anxiety oh yeah um not he's not playing venom unless venom takes over his body instead of cletus cassidy the regular person mm-hmm. so um riz ahmed will not be playing the villain as of right now but that could change and they could tweak it and you know really fuck it up real real good so yeah uh we saw this guy recently in rogue one didn't we he was in rogue one i don't know if that's recently but yes <laughs> he was in rogue one uh, a lot of people said he's going to be Carnage, but I, I don't think he will be. I think they'll look at somebody else. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald, I think is what it's called, maybe? Mm, um, yep. Uh, Fantastic Beasts 2. We talked a little bit about this Wednesday. Your wife was very excited. She very much liked being on the Harry Potter podcast we had for the first one. So we got some new images officially from Warner Brothers. The first one we get to see uh, the character Grindelwald and his uh, accomplice Rosier. Rosier? Rosier? I don't know sure. How it. sure, Chris. I'm not going to be the one that corrects you here. We haven't seen it yet. <laughs> this movie is not out. So um, I'm on the side that Johnny Depp looks way too weird to be this character, but <laughs> what do I know? Um, I'm not I'm not the Harry Potter um, We're just person. muggles, Chris. We're just muggles. Yeah, we're just along for the ride. Uh, and then the, the second picture that came out is a photo of a young Albus Dumbledore and what I believe to be the Sherlock nemesis in the background there. <laughs> where's his where's his beard man whose beard where's Dumb- where's Dumbledore's beard I understand that he's younger but I feel like you should just perpetually be rocking a beard I, I think he's gonna be hip and cool with it like oh yeah he's gonna grow this out in like 60 years and we'll get to see the full beard mm, alright alright whatever you just, gotta, you just gotta go with this for a minute okay <laughs> just gotta go with it for a little bit um, so we get to see that there. I, I forget the actor's name, but he was the villain in Sherlock, right? That's, that's who that is. I mean, I'm trying to tell cause he's slightly out of focus in the background, but yeah, it does. It does look just like him. Okay. I can't even think of that, that character's name in that, that show. Moriarty. That's Moriarty. It there it is. There we are. Moriarty from Sherlock. So uh, there's some photos. These are officially from Warner brothers and the Harry Potter stuff. So um, that's cool to take a look at it. It's coming out. I'm, I'm more excited for this one when I it was the first one. I guess. Yeah, we actually just rewatched uh, Fantastic Beasts uh, last night because I think it's it's streaming. Well, not I think I know it is. It's streaming on uh, the HBO services, and uh, yeah, since the last time I watched it, I fell asleep during it because of jet lag. So it was nice, kind of being able to see it while I'm not asleep. You know why it's streaming on HBO right now? Uh, because they aren't they about to get um, all of the Harry Potter all, movies on that? Yeah. As of January first, they get all the Harry Potter movies. We all, Harry Potter's been on our TV nonstop on Freeform, <laughs> which week. is kind of funny because that's probably why I bet ABC Freeform is about to lose their airing rights. They they, just, they are. Yep. So they're like just right. play just play it all. <laughs> yep. They're, they're going from that to, to HBO, and you can stream them as of the first if you have H, any HBO subscription. So. 
I own we own them on Blu-ray, and my wife was like, "Oh no, it's going HBO." I'm like, "We have both HBO Freeform and the, the Blu-rays. Like this is not <laughs> this is not a problem for anybody." Yeah, but the Blu-rays take physical work, Chris. We all know that. Yeah, I know. You gotta you gotta get up. You gotta find the disc. You gotta turn on your player. We only have one it in, TV in the house with a Blu-ray player. Oh, it's, my, it's just that's a lot of work. Man. Hashtag first world problems all around. Um, the TV show that we're not gonna watch, Krypton, has a <laughs> release date of March 21st. Uh, this who year. cares? Who cares? And then we have another image from it. Um, and just look how bad this is, Mike. I just want you to take a look at this old, overweight-looking dude <laughs> in like a Superman costume. He looks like a cosplayer here. Yeah, it. I don't know. It feels like live fan art. It feels like in real life fan art. I don't like it at all. And also the these supposed like bad guys in the back. They just feel like they have like that motorcycle armor on on that TV sci-fi budget. Like, oh, just put like a helmet on them, throw some LEDs there and what do we do over their chest? Like go buy some motorcycle armor. That's what everybody does in TV for superhero stuff. Yeah, and, and remember when the Superman S used to be cool looking? And now, like, everybody has it on in this this image, so I'm like, it's not cool anymore, guys. Well, yeah, because Superman's not actually going to be in this show, so they need to constantly remind you while, why you're watching this. Like, oh, just just hold tight. Maybe you might see a glimpse of an infant that might be Superman in our series finale. Yeah, wink. Well, I doubt it. If it makes it to a series finale. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like it might take some sort of Superman turn to the camera and wink to, oh, to fix this situation. Good luck, Krypton. Good luck. Yeah, Godspeed with you, buddy. Uh, Aquaman has some stuff, uh, a new image here. I think this is a, a like a, another sequence shot of the one we looked at a couple weeks ago. Because mm-hmm. he appears to be in a submarine fighting someone in a black suit. Um, it kind of looks like Deathstroke from a little bit over the shoulder, but it's not. Because uh, it's a purely black suit and Deathstroke doesn't usually fight Aquaman. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do, what do you think about his little little chain there on his belt with the little puppies? <laughs> I was just looking like that. I, I guess if you want to be a proper Jason Momoa Aquaman, there's a few steps you got to take. First of all, you got to grow your hair out. Uh, step two, make sure you got some facial hair. Uh, obviously, step three, you got to be ripped. Um, I think the tattoos could possibly be optional. I think I could still assume that you're an Aquaman with or without tattoos. But the most crucial step to looking like Aquaman is just making sure your belt buckle is off center. That is the <laughs> crucial. That is a crucial Aquaman step. <laughs> it is true. I mean, now that I think about, it, I can remember times I've sat down and like, oh, my belt buckle it hurts being in the middle. Now I know why he's moved to the side. Yeah, he's a he's a renaissance man, you know, just hanging out. Um, it looks like he's probably in a submarine or like um uh, like an aircraft carrier down below decks. Um, I I think I've said this before. I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing um what's the what's the bad guy's name with the big helmet? Oh, uh, Black Mana. Yeah, the Black Mana. I want to see how they're going to adapt him to screen because he always looks badass in the comic books or in animated shows or movies. So I, I just want to see him adapted to screen. Those like big old beady eyes, I think those could be really kind of terrifying. Well, I think that I actually think this is a version of Black Mana here that he's fighting because of the all-black outfit mm. um, or a nameless mercenary. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking he's wearing leather gauntlets underwater. Probably not good for him. <laughs> Probably maybe, not going to have it, underwater maybe it, gauntlets. Maybe it's from like a sea cow. A sea, a manatee, manatee gauntlet. Yeah, I mean it'd be good for underwater, underwater leather, man. It's something that us humans don't have to worry about. There's a lot in this episode I don't know or worry about. (laughs) So, all right, Aquaman. Looking forward to that movie. We'll talk about that later. Um, Justice League uh, box art. We don't have the image. Suggests there is no extended cut at the initial release. Mike, thank God. 
Oh, geez. Yeah, I would. I don't know what an extended cut would end up being because I feel feel like people would just saying, "Oh, is this more Snyder? Is this more Whedon?" I, I've seen um, I've seen some people online start throwing up what they think is like Whedon's portions and what Snyder's portions were, and I don't think it's necessarily going to be so black and white. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. it like. I think it's going to be pretty flowing and moving around. I don't think you're going to be able to definitively say what was Snyder and what was Whedon. I don't think we're going to get a cut for either director. I don't think there will be a director's cut, but I can definitely see an extended edition where they tweak some things, finish out some scenes they cut to get it under that two-hour mark. Because all the trailers had Cyborg playing football, and we saw none of the football scenes. <laughs> yeah, I think we need the Cyborg cut. That's what we need. The one character that I feel like we didn't get to know enough about, and a lot of the a lot of the movie really hinged on him. <laughs> yeah, he was probably more crucial than most people in this movie. <laughs> so I agree. Like, I think there's going to be an extended cut, but it's not going to be tied to either director. It's just going to fill in those blank scenes that were removed. So mm-hmm. um, that's that's my suggestion. Uh, the theatrical ver- run of this movie is about to leave, and it may end up making less money in theaters than Man of Steel did. So wah, wah. that's make a, be- make a better movie. <laughs> yeah, make a better movie, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just, just cut it out. Damn it! It's so it's so it's so simple. Just make a better movie. Yeah, or just don't make one at all. I mean, Wonder <laughs> Woman did great. One like you can't go from Wonder Woman to this. I mean, it's it's so simple. All you have to do is just lay out all of these DCEU movies. Look at the ones that made a lot of money and look at the quality of them. It's so simple. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean it's just I don't even know, man. I can't even I can't even get I can't even look past it. Can't even look <laughs> past it. Uh but something we got with Justice League is an ending. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you guys now because I don't care. Deathstroke was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and but uh, the producer of Arrow has now said Deathstroke is once again off limits in the Arrow universe. Ah, Greg Berlanti can't catch a break. He's like, we get Deathstroke, and then we get him back, and then we kill him off, but then we can get him back, and then, oh, Arrow's not very good anyway, but so let's try to bring him back to save it. Oh, we can't have him now? Yeah, so once upon a time, Deathstroke was in the show, then they removed him because he was off limits, and we saw that footage from Batman v Superman that never made it in there. And then he was back on limits, and now after Justice League, he's back off limits. So I assume they're going to make a movie with him like they said they were. Yeah. It probably doesn't help that Deathstroke has a very iconic look to him. I know his, like, everything neck and below is just basically tactical armor, but that half-colored mask, it's really hard not to know that that's Deathstroke when you look at it. So I could see, like, oh, maybe the CW is doing some sort of commercial or promo for the next episode of Arrow, and then they want to throw Deathstroke's face up in there, like, hey, that's going to be kind of confusing when we're promoting Deathstroke in his own movie or in a movie that he's in and we want to show that mask so I feel like maybe the compromise is just leave Deathstroke in your show but just don't put the mask on him look I I don't think I think they're going about it all wrong you're making a flash movie but you also have a flash show (laughs) much more conflicting than Deathstroke being a side character of Arrow yeah having maybe a side character of his own stuff I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a lot going on over there. I can't say anything bad. They employ your wife, I hear, so can't do, <laughs> can't do anything to, to about it. It's just it's just rough. Uh, New Mutants is in April. That's you know we get February, March, April for New Mutants, which is really cool that we don't have to wait forever. Uh, and we have a new image of the cast from the movie. Um, looking here, it looks like maybe Magic um, there on the left did something to uh, Moonstar. Um, I guess that's her name, Moonstar. So the other characters are all there. 
I don't know. We got a we got a lot of new character names to remember. That's for sure. Yes, I'm gonna go through the one in the blonde on the left is Magic. She's the sister of Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl from Game of Thrones there in the middle. That's Rain. She is Wolfsbane. Turns into a werewolf. The girl who's passed out is Danny Moonstar, um, and she can like I guess control emotions. Uh, the guy from Stranger Things is uh, Cannonball. He can fly like a cannonball, I guess, like <laughs> like a rocket-powered person. And then the other one is Sunspot there on the right. I think it's um, Roberto de Costa. He was Roberto. In the... I like that name. Exactly. He was in the intro to Days of Future Past, where he's the one who turned all fire. Mm-hmm. If you remember that character, who was non-important to the plot, they just kind of <laughs> killed him off. So uh, yeah, these are the new mutants right there. Take a look at them. They're new and they're mutants. Take, take a look. We got some new images of X Men Dark Phoenix, and I did have someone compliment you on talking about how the Phoenix looked the other day. So, um, <laughs> we're gonna go through some of this. A new photo looks like Magneto has been captured again. Man, Magneto, Michael Fassbender, they're still keeping you around for these movies. I don't know if he just uh, signed a contract for a little longer than he needed to, but I feel like he's kind of extended his run as Magneto through the quality well, they, of the movies. They, they, I think this movie, uh, Dark Phoenix, is um, a new contract extension for everybody who uh, from the prequel, from the old trilogy. Or I guess the they're all trilogy. they're all crossing their fingers like oh maybe Disney will buy this contract out and I won't have to do these movies anymore. Well, I think it's one of those things like you get, like you're gonna play Magneto, you're gonna pay me a lot of money, kind of thing. Yeah, because like Magneto is a staple <laughs> of, of this. So there we go. We get a look at the capture it, and we get some more Phoenix Photoshop tutorials here, Mike. I gotta get your opinion on the second one of the Phoenix here. From, all right, let's let, let's take a look here and boo. <laughs> I, I, I yes. like I like how the fire curves over her ear like its hair. Um, I, I find that um, very blendy. Um, uh-huh. but, but whatever. What do you think, Mike? Here, overall, oh. same 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 thought process. Yeah, it, it just looks. I mean, actually, the photo itself. I don't know if this is like. It looks like it's scanned from like a magazine or something yeah. like that. It's not. It's not helping it either way. But yeah, it just kind of looks like. Looking at it, you know. This probably is not how the Phoenix is going to look in the movie. It's just some sort of weird promotional shot with, like, the skin cracking and stuff with flames underneath it. I don't know. It just looks like bullshit. <laughs> it, it definitely is. I, I mean, I'm going to lean to the, the thing and say that they're going to make this, make her look like this in the movie when she manifests the Dark Phoenix part uh, you of know, You know what? Fire, fire power is just like the power of fire. It's just not that cool on screen anymore. You know, I you know, flame effects were like kind of like one of the first like I feel CG things that they worked on. The, I feel like they got it pretty solid very quickly in the life and history of uh, computer effects in movies. And now we just like fire just look looks like normal now. So this is even boring. bad fire. Like you can see the <laughs> holes where the hair is. Like it's not full, and it doesn't look like it's coming off of her very well. Like it's like mm-hmm. kind of floating, I guess. I don't know. I agree with you. It looks bad. It looks real bad. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, don't click the plus. It zoomed in. It zoomed in, Mike. Get away from it. <laughs> uh, there is a movie studio out there called AllSpark Pictures from Hasbro, making movies out of toys, Mike. Mm-hmm. And they've got some new release dates set for us that I'm probably not going to put on our upcoming release slate here because these sound awful. <laughs> um, G.I. Joe for March of 2020. All right, rebooting it, I guess. We don't know. It could be a sequel. could be a reboot. I Not- don't know. <laughs> um, Micronauts. Are you familiar with the comic Micronauts? The Micronauts, they're, aren't they like Transformery? 
things? No, they're like, uh, I think they're people kind of like Ant-Man. I think they shrink. Oh, all right. Like, they're like <laughs> a little bitty, like, what I understand, they're like a little bitty toy line of, like, little bitty figures. <laughs> little bitty figures, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pull up, because it was a comic book owned by Marvel for a while. Um, well, never mind. These look like, these are interesting, very micro-man toys. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. It kind of seems to be, uh, geez, I don't even know. It looks like there's a robot involved for oh, wait. sure. This is the company Mego I'm looking at here. I need to find the Hasbro version. M- Micro Knots Hasbro. That's right, people. We're doing it live. We're we doing it here out. because I've, I've, I've talked about Micronauts because I've seen the comics because they did a crossover with X-Men called X-Men and the Micronauts mm-hmm. uh, in, in like the 80, in 8084. So my... Um, a micros- they, they originate in the microverse, a microscopic universe full of strange planets like the human-inhabited homeworld, which is made up of spherical habitats in the fashion of a molecule chain. Yeah, I mean, I I can't... It's hard to say, you know, when you talk about things with scale, usually you compare it to, like, a, a dinner fork or, like, a dog walking around, but it just kind of looks like robot aliens from the kind of stuff that I'm looking at. So, all right, Micronauts it is. Yeah, so uh, to me, that's this is the... Um, you know when you go to the the five dollar movie bin and they're like, "Oh, this is your Ant Man ripoff." Like, that's <laughs> what it sounds like to me. They're like, "Oh, Ant Man worked. We can make Micronauts work." So that's it. A Dungeons and Dragons movie has been slated for July twenty third, twenty twenty one. Okay. Um, apparently, they have the rights to that movie, and an untitled Hasbro event film for October <clears throat> twenty twenty one. Now that's what uh, makes me wonder. If somehow all three of these movies are going to come together in some sort of Avengers-esque tie-in, because honestly, that's what Hollywood is doing right now, and why would you kind of dredge up all these characters, maybe if you weren't going to do something with them? So I guess, you know, G.I. Joe could be kind of like the human way into this, so we're going to relate to the characters on a human level with G.I. Joe, and maybe at, at some point the G.I. Joes will cross with the Micronauts, which will kind of make some sense. You, the Micronauts are almost kind of like your futuristic G.I. Joes, and then your G.I. Joes are the present tense. But I do not understand how Dungeons & Dragons like loops in with these other characters. I don't I don't think it will. I think <coughs> G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Micronauts are the big three. And Dungeons & Dragons is just a sidearm to this franchise or the this this studio if you know no chris i'm gonna need to have these dungeons and dragons mixed into the with this if i'm gonna take it seriously they're gonna shrink so far they go into the D universe ah uh, let's do it uh i don't know a dungeons and dragons could be kind of interesting i mean uh it's finally cool I would say to like Dungeons and Dragons, thanks to like Stranger Things and just like other just nerdy stuff being cool. So I don't know, maybe they could make a cool Dungeons and Dragons movie. Well, I, there was one at one point in time, I think. There's a couple Dungeons and Dragons movies, and I don't want to say they're very cool, but but they're, they're they made them. Um, and I think that that has a lot to say about you know fantasy being accepted as a form of um, science fiction, I guess, out there fantasy fiction, and you know we've got some some good stuff from like. The Lord of the Rings movies being very, very popular. Um, and I think that's going to TV. So we don't have a lot of fantasy going on. But Peter Jackson from those movies is going on to work on a movie called The Mortal Engines, which we talked about, I believe, in our last Jedi 
episode. Yeah, that's right, because Mortal Engines, the trailer for it premiered in front of Star Wars before it ever landed on the internet, which is very bizarre, because that doesn't usually happen anymore. So when I was sitting in the theater, and I see, like, kind of this, like, CG tree, like, show up in, like, a barren wasteland, and there's a bird on it, I'm like, what trailer is this? And all of a sudden, it gets run over by a freaking castle on wheels. I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah, so, um, as I... As I affectionately call it, cities on wheels eating other cities on wheels is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, Mortal Engines is a book. It actually came out in like I think two thousand one, I believe, and it's the first of four novels in this uh, quartet of books called the Mortal Engines. Uh, as soon as I told my wife about the trailer, she watched it, went and bought the first book for her students in her classroom, oh, and has wow. read has read it already. It's just, it's not a, it's not a big book. It's it's a very it's a what. How did she feel about it? Did she like it? Oh, she's like, this is a great suggestion. I'm glad you made me watch that. <laughs> oh, cool. So, um, and and the idea of it is like that these these cities are driving around on this earth that is running out of resources, mm-hmm. and that um, people think that these cities are gonna li- drive around forever, but in fact, the city's engines are indeed mortal. So, like, they can the cities can die, like uh, if they stop interesting. running. Yeah, this trailer is like freaking crazy. So, and it's from Peter Jackson, and we were talking a little bit on before we started recording the show that like when Peter Jackson can take an idea and run with it fully from beginning to end, usually it, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, The Hobbit, you know, that's I think there's a lot that went into that being bad, but I mean, come on, Lord of the Rings is awesome. Lord of the Rings is great, and then Peter Jackson like <clears throat> picked up <throat> The Hobbit from Guillermo del Toro, um, and they like, well, we have to CG everything to get this out on on time. Uh, which is aw- which is it was bad to look at because I love the original movies and how like physical like physical everything is. Mm. Um, but I didn't know this, but the Peter Jackson announced this movie actually in two thousand nine, and no one was paying attention apparently. <laughs> yeah, and they've been working on it ever since. So um, so, but now the now like it's it's here. We get to see a teaser. Um, I'm I'm excited to to see where this goes. Um, and mostly because Mike said it best. Like, how do you get a trailer out without the internet seeing it? Yeah, kind that's of super cool. Super so, awesome. Yeah, so now now we're at that point where, where they did that. And they got us. They got us good right before Star Wars. Can't believe they did it. <laughs> so that's our news for the week. Mike, I want to talk here in, in closing about the best and worst movies of the year. That's right, because the year is quickly coming to a close. And we have seen movies outside of the movies we've talked about on the show so outside of the comic book superhero universe i think we've seen things that range on the scale of just like action to indie drama to uh disney princess movies to kind of sci-fi stuff so to um, trilogy to to series (laughs) they just can't beat to death with a stick yeah so um i mean all in all mike I, i first since this is a superhero movie what was your favorite superhero movie of the year? That's I guess that's my first question. I know that's not on the list that we just typed up, but like of the movies we saw this year, um, whether for the show or not for the show, what was your favorite superhero movie you think? Well, thanks to you for reminding me and giving me the digital code for it. I mean, I was pretty positive, but after re- re-watching Spider-Man Homecoming, I think that is my favorite superhero comic book movie of the year. Uh, almost by a mile. I just had a great time with the movie. It just it's just crafted very very well. We don't have to go through the I guess the Michigas if you will of the Spider-Man origin. It's already there. He's already a hero. But we kind of do get to see a little bit of an origin of him kind of learning how to be a hero. Um, 
the, this, the whole like second half of the movie, he doesn't have his like super powered suit anymore. And he's just being kind of just a, a badass hero. And there's just, there's lots of really great humor. There's a lot of great Marvel humor in it without undercutting the tension, which is uh, a problem that's kind of been a little prevalent, I think, in 2017. So I thought it, it guided it very, very well. Watching it the second time, I caught a lot of things I didn't catch the first time. And it's just, it's just a, it's just a polite, it's just a, it's just a polite, uh, a polite sensation on my eyes. <laughs> Okay, well, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah, what about uh, you, man? I'm going to have to actually go with Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Um, I think Thor had a lot riding on it. Um, the The first one is good. The second one is probably, <clears throat> like, the Marvel movie I, I hate watching the most. Um, and, you know, we've seen Thor come up in the Avengers movies, but, like, what was what was Thor going to become in 2017? What, what, what were they mm. going to do with him? And they did something smart, I think, and buddied him up with the Hulk and took him out of earth and went to the cosmos and we're like here's thor and this is a comedy movie first and foremost but it has some great action scenes throughout i i i loved going and watching it again the second time in theaters i just i just had such a great time with thor ragnarok and i really look forward to um it coming the 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 physical release coming out so i can watch it more when i get when i get it at home yeah, I saw some of the, um, I think some of the VFX reel is out for Thor, so if you want to kind of see how some of those shots were done and composed, I think you can go out and search that on Google. Okay, cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I look forward to it. I think it probably has my favorite um, uh, Funko pop line as well. Um, ah, you and your pops, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Korg, Surtur, Hela, um, the big gladiator <clears throat> Hulk I got. It's just so good. I just, I really love the the how they leaned into everything with it and and that was that's my favorite movie i, yeah, I look forward I, to watching that yeah we just need to get korg on a porg mm-hmm. if just you like were to, that elf on a shelf <laughs> korg on a porg on a korg there you go let's go that way um what's your least favorite superhero movie we watched this year before oh we, man we least <laughs> least favorite uh, i mean my my mind does say justice league but i'm gonna scan through here real quick so I think, yeah, I think Justice League is like the worst quality of a movie that we saw this year. And I think that's very easy to cross-reference with, uh, with audience reaction and critics. But I think, the, I think the, the biggest disappointment of the year for me, unfortunately, was Kingsman the Golden Circle. I mean, I, I think you feel differently from what I remember in the, in the spoiler cast when we talked about it. But I was just, I felt like I was kind of like let down. I was hoping, I was hoping for more and I just kind of got... Uh, more weird stuff than I wanted, but yeah, you can go back and listen to the spoiler cast. So I would say Justice League was the worst, uh, but most disappointing was Golden Circle. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to say the worst for me. I, I'm gonna lean into the TV shows. Iron Fist was just oh yeah. Well, if TV shows were on the plate, I would watch Justice League any day over Iron yeah, Fist. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> if we had to do movies, yeah, Justice League. Kind of looking at this. Uh, TV shows Iron Fist for sure, but you know my disappointment is probably in actually Logan, which I think a lot of people will disagree with me. Um, I've not revisited that movie since it theaters, um, and I just find it too. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I just you don't. Know, I don't care for it as much as everybody else does. You know, I I would agree with you that you know it's kind of it doesn't really. There's not a whole lot bringing you back in to rewatch it. Um, but I would say that's almost you could almost separate that opinion from how you felt about the movie in general because I overwhelmingly like the movie but yeah I'm not necessarily rushing back to watch it just because 
when I left the movie, I was just like, oh man, that was powerful and amazing. The best Wolverine movie that'll probably ever be made. Hugh Jackman, wow, we really sent him off. Oh, what an emotional ending. But I'm just like, oh man, I don't know if I want to watch like Xavier die in a bed again from like a clone of Wolverine. That was that was so emotional. Then I have to watch Logan die again and get buried under rocks. And it's just like, everybody's dying and it's sad and he's bleeding it's, and it's coughing a, the whole movie. I'm like, Oh God, it's a drain. <laughs> it's a draining film for sure. And I just don't like the, uh-huh. it's the clone. You mentioned the, it's the clone Wolverine. I don't like, I'm like, mm. you could have picked anything else, but Hugh Jackman as the hero and the villain of, of the movie, I guess. Yeah, they could have uh, thrown in like Omega Red or something. Well, um, again, my favorite would have been if they got Sabretooth. They were like, oh, we're going to push Sabretooth to the next level and bring that back. It made it full circle. It just didn't feel like everything was about cloning Logan, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, there's stuff I, I, when I sit and think about it, I just don't care for as much as everything as everyone else does. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's it's on a pedestal above everything else. So. Well, I have a question for you. So besides what we just said were like the one and two most anticipated movies of next year of Infinity War and Black Panther, uh, I guess what are you looking forward to the most in TV and movies of 2018? Uh, I say the biggest one for me, mostly because it has a lot of question marks still, is Deadpool 2. Yeah, I was actually just thinking that also. <laughs> um, Deadpool 2's got a lot of question marks, but it has a lot of potential. Um, Deadpool 1 was great. We haven't heard a lot about Deadpool 2. It's got Cable in it. They're taking it to it. They got Domino taking it to a new level. Um, there's a lot, and they're just giving us weird trailer so far of him pretending to be Bob Ross. So Yeah, I'm just curious if they can kind of capture that magic again in a sequel. Because that first movie was so funny. It, it did a great job just kind of making fun of the tropes of a superhero movie. But, like, can you keep doing that for another movie and another movie after that and another movie after that? You, does that is that going to become old and stale or since superhero movies are just still at the, at a, a, at great heights, it just makes it easier and easier. But, um, I, I think beyond that, that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is going to mm. be a very interesting experiment. And I'm looking forward to see how that shakes out, which, which is, um, which is great because you were completely 180 on this. Like, oh yeah. Before the trailer, when the trailer came out, you're like, Oh, never mind. I've been fooled. Um, so. yeah, that's what happens when you lose trust in a whole studio. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think Deadpool two, uh, definitely for me, um, other than infinity war being there and yeah, maybe, maybe new mutants. I think Fox has a couple, these are the Fox two of the three that I can be like, okay, I can maybe get behind these cause they're different. Yeah. They could but, surprise us, but the least anticipated one for me more so than venom is dark Phoenix. Oh yeah. That I, I, I don't, I almost don't want to see the movie. I know we kind of have to <laughs> for the podcast, but I I almost don't want to see it. Yeah, we'll we'll probably have to figure out a way to get see that one for cheap, so we don't. You, we don't you know, maybe better. maybe they'll maybe they'll surprise me with a trailer. But uh, we've actually talked about this a lot with the X Men trailers in the past. Um, like the very first Days of Future Past trailer, the very first X Men Apocalypse trailer. They're not very good trailers. I mean, they're not bad, but they they don't exactly hype you up. So hopefully maybe they can turn it around for Dark Phoenix and find a way to get us excited. Yeah, we can definitely hope so. So I'm, I'm glad about that. I mean, I, I'm question marks above Venom. Sony's hiring a lot of good people and it might come out okay. So um, hopefully my, my source on that movie might give me some insight sooner than later while they're filming it. So that's, I guess that's, that's for next year. Other than superhero movies, Mike, Movies you saw in theater, probably lower, a smaller list here that wasn't for this. Which one was your favorite 
movie that you saw in theaters not a superhero movie? My favorite movie that I saw in theaters that wasn't a superhero movie was probably The Big Sick, which I think uh, if you're if you're into superhero movies like we are, I think it's refreshing and almost um, responsible of you to go out and see something that's not that just to kind of to get a feel for what else is out there because we do get whipped up in a frenzy a lot about these about these blockbuster movies. So The Big Sick was just like this tiny little indie movie from Kumail Nanjiani which you might know as the one of the guys from Silicon Valley and he I think he wrote and maybe I don't think he directed the movie but I I know he wrote it. Um, so it's just really funny. He stars in it as well. So yeah, I would check out The Big Sick. I think it might be streaming on Amazon now because I think it's an Amazon studio film type situation. Uh, but yeah, I think Big Sick. Uh, I saw John Wick too. Oh, oh, by the, the Big Sick, you can watch on Pornhub. He said the <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani saw like he tweeted like, oh, in case you want to watch it, it's on Pornhub. Pornhub <laughs> was like, oh, we'll take it down. We're trying. He's like, no, leave it. <laughs> that's hilarious i love that but uh yeah i saw john wick 2 baby driver beauty and the beast uh geostorm we all know i went and saw geostorm and uh surprisingly ghost in the shell yeah there you go connecticut <laughs> yes so of those your best was big sick what's your least favorite of those man least favorite i I don't know. I mean, like, I wasn't expecting much going into Ghost in a Shell, that's for sure. Uh, we all know how I felt about Geostorm. Uh, Baby Driver was just, uh, I think, overrated. Thank I, you. Thank yeah. you. It's the most overrated movie uh, of the year. Overrated movie doesn't mean it's bad. I love Edgar Wright. I love his movies. But, like, for some reason, people got, like, whipped into a frothy frenzy over this movie for something that was just serviceable. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It's not the. It's not going to change your world by watching Baby Driver. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, so but, yeah, but but Chris, late on, it looks like you saw more than I did. I did. I, I went to the movies quite a bit here, and I'm, I'm just going through making sure. Other than that, I actually saw uh, Power Rangers in theater. <laughs> I got to see King Arthur for free, mm-hmm. the fifth Pirates movie, the Mummy, the fifth Transformers movie, <laughs> Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, Coco, also Ghost in the Shell, Beauty and the Beast. And I think we watched Alien Covenant together, but I I don't think it's on our superhero list, so um, it's on there. Of these, my favorite one is by far Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, I've heard great things about that movie. It is a slow movie, but it's a true... It's, I think it's better than the original, by far. Um, Coco is also very, very great to watch as well. Um I think it's a middling Pixar movie for me, but a middle Pixar movie is still miles ahead of anything else. So um, there's that. My least favorite is by far The Mummy, and believe it or not. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> the Mummy was atrocious. Um, it just it tried to set this franchise. enough. It's so bad they've decided not to move forward to any of the other movies. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of regret going to see that one. Um, second up to that... I'd have to agree Ghost in the Shell was just so boring. Like, it did nothing, so... Yeah, just uninspired. They had amazing source material to, to pull from, but they just they just couldn't they just couldn't make it happen. And I don't remember watching Transformers 5. I must have blacked out a little bit. <laughs> um, a movie I didn't see in theaters, but I saw much later, was uh, Split. Mm-hmm. And I really like Split. If you haven't watched Split, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, Split and Get Out are two big ones that are on my gotta see list. I just haven't gotten around to watching them yet, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm also looking at the movies in January. Resident Evil, the final chapter, 
Underworld Blood Wars, Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Like, Woo! I feel bad. <laughs> Monster Trucks, the movie about <laughs> monster trucks. Like, I feel bad for January. So bad. So, yeah. Um, those those are some of them. Any other movies you want us to talk about this, this, from this year, Mike, that you remember? Or? Man, I, I think I think that is a I think that's we gotta wrap up twenty seventeen because Chris, we got uh we got the final chapter of Maze Runner coming up in January twenty eighteen. Like you talked about those January movies. Woo. <laughs> oh man, really? I got where's where are you finding this at? I gotta find out where these next movie this next year's where the movies are because <laughs> I gotta I gotta see what's going on there. Um, twenty. Is there any movie you didn't see that you wanted to see this year? How about that? Maybe that'll be the last question we have. I think I think uh, I mean it's it's hard to it's hard to say some of these Oscar movies because they're in limited release and you can't see them wide until 2018. Uh, but I really want to see Lady Bird. But like you said, uh, Split came out and Get Out. Get Out's supposed to be an amazing film. Uh, it's streaming on HBO. I should just go watch it, but I just haven't gotten around to it. So I think that's the that's the kind of last lingering Chad that I need to collect. Mine is John Wick too. Um, oh yeah, you didn't see the John Wicker, did you? I didn't see John Wick two. We actually spent Christmas Day. Uh, my dad was watching movies, and John Wick the first one was on. So um, it was it was interesting to watch that. I'm like, okay, I guess I can get behind the second one again. So um, hell yeah, Keanu Reeves uh, shooting people in the face. Uh, sign me up. Sign, sign you you down for it? You down? Down yeah. to clown, man. Down to clown. All right. I'm looking at... I finally found the link of movies coming out in March, and it's. it took me a while because I was on home video releases. I'm like, why? Why are they there? Are you watching... Are you going to watch It when it comes out? On Well, yeah. I, I think... I mean, I think I've said this on the show before, but I'm a big baby, so it takes me a while to get around to these scary movies. <laughs> but yeah, I got to see It because I hear there's some crazy shit happening in that movie. Got to see Get Out. Got to see Split. But they're all scary, man. So yeah. I got to... I gotta get. I, I, I gotta. I gotta be brave. Make sure your lights brave. are on. For yeah. It. So, all right. Well, there we go. That's that's our that's our uh, wrap up for the year and a little forward to next year and all the stuff. If you guys saw any movies or want to tell us your favorite or least favorite movies of the year, do do tag us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and let us know because I'm interested in what you liked or maybe did not like. Or how wrong I am that I don't think Logan <laughs> is is the best movie superhero movie, or, or how right I am that my opinion on Star Wars still holds strong. Oh my god, you don't even start. Don't even get <laughs> me started. Well, we're gonna have to get off here because I'm not gonna argue with that at the end of the year, Mike. I, like uh, well, well, I think we should talk about it a little bit uh, next week because I was like I had trouble falling asleep uh, last week after we met up because it was like the middle of the night for some bizarre reason. I'm awake and I'm just like thinking about Star Wars. Like, how can <laughs> how can I convince Chris? <laughs> Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to try really hard, but no, it's fun. It's fun. We do. It's all fun. So, uh, thank you guys for listening for another year. We start year four of Superhero Slate next week, and and we hope you're here. Uh, Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, how you're gonna celebrate the new year, where can people find you at? Well, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to find out what you're up to, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'll post stuff from my Instagram stuff on there. You can also head over to Comic UI. You can go listen to small episodes of Filmside Chats or head to YouTube and search the DNN and see all the videos I put up there. Uh, if people are listening to Super Slate for the first time, Mike, and they want to know more about us, where can they find us at? 
Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues that we host our little show here and to get our show notes. So we talked about that Mortal Engines trailer. There are some images for Fantastic Beast. Uh, if you desperately want to see that new promo photo for Iron Fist, I don't know why you'd want to, but you can head on over to SuperheroSlate.com and check out our show notes for this show. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can get us right in your email inbox every week, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to pick up some Superhero Slate merch, you can find that at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, and if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you mm-hmm. listen to the show. I saw a couple of new reviews pop up uh, for some of our uh, movie review segments uh, just recently, and I read those, and I really appreciate that. So those are really awesome. We love you guys. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. And apparently there's a third option now, which I didn't know will also make you a super fan, is sending me a Christmas card. Uh, shout out to uh, our super fan, Jim, who reached out and got my address and sent us a nice little Christmas card of his family. So that was really appreciative. Uh, so he'll be getting one from us in the mail. So uh, look out look out in your inbox. Uh, the physical inbox, the one that's at the end of your driveway, Jim. Uh, hopefully that'll be there in a, in a week or two. He's going to leave you a surprise <laughs> wink, wink in your mailbox. It's know. not anthrax. I swear it's not anthrax. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, thank you. Thank, I also got one as well. Thank you, Jim, for the Christmas card. It was great. And um, also, we have new designs up on Super Hero Slate on our Slash store for our shirts. So if you want to buy a review shirt with our review logo, go check it out up there and get those. I got a couple in. They look great on teal, um, red serviceable as well. So, so check those out. <laughs> serviceable, that's what we like to hear, Chris. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, well, I guess we'll catch you guys next week. All right, goodbye, everybody. See you next year. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I laughed, you laughed, the toaster laughed, we shot the toaster. <laughs>